the one of one is missing. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Raider rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number two. Five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? Huh? Football cards collecting and investing. His name is Andy. My name is Carter. It is playoff time. And anyway, my, my big thing off the jump, but I want people in the comment section to let me know. Are you a Kaboom fan? Mm, I do love a good Kaboom, man. I mean, I, I, it's it's going to be close, though. These new color blasts, especially after looking at that um, CJ Stroud Tank Dell combo that sold for almost 10 grand yesterday. Uh, yeah, dude, sold for it sold for like an extra 3,000 over the singular CJ Stroud card, which was pretty interesting because it's vertical. But yeah, that, um, yeah, man. But I, I like a good kaboom. I do like a good kaboom. So we have absolute coming out in the next week or so. Pretty pumped up about that because there's been so much hype surrounding the downtown insert. Uh, you know, I, I, I really do think people are going to kaboom hunt uh, in a major way. And one thing I, I've seen, Andy, is. People, even if it's not numbered, they love the flashy insert case hit. They they love the color blast. They love the downtowns, and they love to kaboom, baby. Woo, man, yeah, that is the big chase card from that set. People get so excited to just rip through a ton of absolute to try and find themselves a kaboom. Now, the question I have, Carter, if you pull a kaboom, do you get it graded? Or do you keep it raw and put it in a one touch? You know, they've got they're known for that print line on the kaboom. It's kind of a known thing. So definitely look out for that, like the top or bottom of the card. Uh, but that that would be my big my big question. Yeah, I am a owner of one kaboom card. Uh, and I like it in my one touch. I, I really do, but you know, I, I'm also if especially if you rip it before anyone else, just sell it right then and there. But once there's 10, 15, 20 kabooms out there, uh, I, I say go get it graded because uh, if you get a 10 in that color uh, or in that set, insert, whatever, you're, you're, you're raking in cash because there are some people out there, Andy, with the, the higher end inserts, they only want PSA 10s. Yeah, that's it, man. They want those PSA 10s. And a lot of times, you know, the, these case, we talk about these case hits and you look at the difference between nines and raws. Sometimes you see the nines actually going for more. Right. And I think that's just because it's it's authenticated. And people are like, yeah, that's it's authentic. I don't have to worry about this being a reprint because we've seen quite a few kaboom-like type cu custom cards that have been recreated on the market, which is cool as an artistic expression, but you definitely want to get an authentic. If, you, if, you, if you're paying five G's, you want a, an authentic one. So absolutes coming out. The reason why I say this in the next week or so, it, I, it, we'll probably do another show before it's actually out. I, I just want to put it out there because 
if you're still paying a lot of money for downtowns, I do think kabooms uh, that 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 will come out will obviously uh, affect any player's card market. So there you go. Um, I I will say that there are so many uh, reprints. Whether it's actual cards or T-shirts, keychains, uh, a lot of people love doing it with a Kaboom design, as Ziggy No points out. We also say I do Brian in the live chat. He says there are lots of fake customer Kabooms, so in my opinion, PSA is critical for Kabooms PSA 9 or 10. Yeah, it, it really is. So as you can see here in the Jordan Love market, almost all of them are graded. You know, look at all the top uh, listings and stuff for Jordan Love, an unlikely candidate to make the playoffs, but a top five fantasy quarterback this year, Carter. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, this is me, my next question for you, as you see all these Jordan Love kabooms here on the screen, is now the time to sell Jordan Love? I mean, they're heading into the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be a very tough matchup for the Packers, especially with the way Dak and CeeDee have been playing and I, I know that oftentimes the Dallas defense was, I think, overhyped uh, this year. I still think they're they're solid. And Jordan Love, being more or less a rookie quarterback, had a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal inaugural season here with the Packers, leading them to the playoffs in their first season. Lafleur loves the guy. Obviously, he, he looks like he may be their franchise quarterback. What's your What's your reaction to Jordan Love making the playoffs here? And do you think people? should uh, work to even sell these Jordan Loves or hold them. It, it was crazy, Andy, because Jordan Love was like the first quarterback who had not really gotten this chance to play in that 2020 prism like hype cycle, right? Because, you know, Burrow played, Herbert played, Tua played right away. Jordan Love had to wait. And the reason why I say that is there was a lot of anticipation with his prices beforehand. We saw Jordan Love's prices get really, really, really high before him ever make it a start. And Andy, he's played really, really, really well. Uh, Jordan Love's a guy that, I, that I've liked on here uh, for quite some time. And Andy, um, he was a guy that I drafted more of than any other quarterback on underdog, and it paid off. Um I, I do think it, this would be a good time to sell because of playing Dallas on one of the biggest stages you could possibly play. And I think I would look to move it on the hype before this game began because there is a high likelihood that Micah Parsons makes this guy look absolutely horrible. And there is no doubt in my mind that Dak Prescott is going to light up that Green Bay defense. Yeah, and I think a lot of guys are wondering the same thing, and I'm getting this question a lot. Do I do I do a seven-day auction and end it like right before the game or try and end it at halftime, which we know can be a risky proposition, uh, especially on guys like Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love. You know, they're even looking at Matt Stafford. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Matt Stafford and the Rams going into Detroit, you know? What a storyline there. So if you've been holding on to some Matt Stafford since the late, uh, 2000s in 2009, 2010. I mean, this Let's is a, a great opportunity, especially with Puka shattering rookie records. Um, and, and then on the same side, I've hear Eagles fans congratulating me on making it to the divisional round already. They think the Bucks are actually going to beat the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I know he's probably intentionally being um, pessimistic about his team, maybe hoping for a reverse jinx there or something, but 
you know, Carter, what do you, what do you think about selling the Bakers uh, heading into Philly here? Or actually, yeah. no, wait, don't the Bucks get home field advantage? Bob, on, Bucks, on field? Bucks get, yeah, Bucks get the home field. And you got to keep in mind, a few years ago, this is where Philly got knocked out because uh, they went they went to Tampa and, and got beat down by Tom Brady. And uh, they're kind of in a similar spot, right? Not really playing that well, but they're kind of backing into the playoffs. Um, we're huge Jalen Hurts fans on here, but man, has this play uh, d- declined recently. I do think the Eagles win. So I I I guess I'm just rolling with Hurts, even though he's he's not played well in this offense and defense. It has been unbelievably poorly coached. Yeah, they're they're definitely not. They're, they're on the hot seat. Um whereas you got you, you got guys like uh Dave Canales, offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, who's who's now a head coaching candidate. We got quite a few head coaching vacancies this this offseason. I think um even one of your your college football guys, one of the hardballs, man, he might be making his way right. back to the back to the NFL. I know he's got a coach's ticket auto. Looking at these rookie ticket autos for Jalen Hurts, uh his PSA 10 base rookie ticket auto selling about 1500. Jordan loves 900. Uh, it does seem like maybe Hurts has I I think I think it's probably uh, a little bit safer bet to say that Hurts advances to the divisional round than saying Jordan Love, but if you look at the price difference, knowing the background, the story behind Green Bay and and you look at getting that Jordan Love for $600 cheaper, I'm almost tempted to recommend buying Jordan Love right now over over Jalen Hurts, although I would I would want to wait because I would think that maybe Jordan Love dips after being eliminated from the playoffs. But what if he yeah. what if he wins this weekend against Dallas? That would be crazy. I mean, there's going to be uh, there would be a really big spike from that. So I, that's why, like Carter, I go back to um, when when guys ask me, do I end it in auction right before the game or at halftime? They're like, man, you, that's really risky proposition. I mean, sure, if you got a hot card like a rookie ticket auto or serial number prism, something nice, even an orange laser prism. Something nice and color matched, uh, popular brand, rookie card, shield, all that kind of good stuff. You can roll the dice and end a big name player like Jordan Love at game time, and you're going to force a sale. You probably get a pretty decent market value uh, premium. But ultimately, for me, I'm like, what if it the game script goes horribly wrong? You know, um, and and then I, I and then I'm just like, my auction goes for like fifty uh, percent of what it could end for and i could have just held it in a buy it now and listed it for what jordan love was his hyped up prices at the beginning of the season when he came out swinging in in early september and right. maybe listed at that and see if it gets back to that surely if they win this this game against dallas it's getting back to that but right now i think people are going to be more reactionary than they are placing a bet on him to get past dallas right. Yeah. yeah, more more reactionary instead of predictive. I I totally I'm totally with you on that. Right now, Here, he, on Lamar. You know, here's one thing I, I I would mention. Okay, and this was going to be my play of the week, but I'll, I'll go ahead and, and bring it up now because we're on the topic. I love the thrill of starting an auction knowing that a playoff game is happening when the auction ends. 
I I have done really well with a bunch of Bengals cards and them playing in these playoff games because I know Joe Burrow always plays very thrilling playoff games and he often wins them. So I've done that with a lot of my Burrow and Lamar cards. I mean, Lamar, Jamar cards. And it's worked out really well for me. And Andy, this weekend, I actually got lazy. Um, I I saw the kickoff time for, um, or I started hearing that the kickoff time for Sunday night's game uh, was going to be Rams-Lions. And I have some Jameson Williams cards that I picked up at the National to sell on Playoff Hype. And Andy, I, I, I just got lazy. I was like, oh, I don't want to do a seven-day auction. And watch Jameson Williams go for 150 yards. And I should have done that freaking seven-day auction. Because I'm not a Jamo fan. I'm, I'm not at all. But I know if he uh, goes ham in the playoff games and I have an auction ending – Andy, people get that itchy finger. They're going to be like, oh, I got to go to eBay and see which auctions are ending to see which deals I could get. So, Andy, I, I actually like doing the seven-day auction and ending it while the game is uh, is being played. So if the game kicks off at 7, I'll end it around 9.30 or, or 10, even if it's on the later side, because uh, you, you could get some impulse people trying to go win an auction. One. Uh- 100% Carter, if, especially on a skill position player and they have the spike game and you time that right, there's a lot, there's a good chance you're going to get 50 to 75% higher than what you probably were going to price it out at in a buy it. Now, now right. of course it all depends on the card, right? It's a big difference between a base absolute card and a silver prism and a, you know, short print serial numbered rookie auto, that kind of thing is. Uh, so yeah, it all depends on the card. But I like uh, skill position guys taking some auction. I mean, you will. We've seen evidence. You will get 50% higher uh, sometimes, maybe more in your, in your auction if you if you got the play, the right player that's spiking in that, in that game. It's just it's a little bit too risky for me, man. I, yeah. I, like, to, I like to know what I'm going to get and negotiate from there. Um, I, see, uh, I see Brian. Brian says he wants to sell Tua. Uh, but in, in this week in an auction, but man, I, I got to think that Tua, like Jordan Love, people are going to be more reactionary instead of placing bets on them to beat the Chiefs. Especially after the high profile Sunday night game, Andy, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the Bills are able to pull it off and Tua through that pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still think there are plenty of people that think correctly that Tua. You know, I've I've been labeled the Tua hater. Uh, I I do believe he is a Mike McDaniel merchant. I'm not saying he's bad. It's just he is propped up by one of the most ridiculous group of skilled guys you'll ever see uh, in the NFL, and he's going into a playoff environment where it's going to be one degree, uh, no S at the end, one degree, uh, and and they don't have Chubb. They're all banged up. So, yeah, man, I, it's just hard for me to get going on, on the Dolphins uh, here. So I, I'm with you, Brian. There, there might be a better time to do it. But if Tua does win, uh, he obviously goes to the next level. Yeah, he goes to the next level. And then you see a significant increase in the values. I uh, guarantee, especially if it's a good performance, and it's not heavily relied upon, you know, Tyreek Hill breaking 20 tackles and, uh, a chain and and Moster and and those guys doing the same thing, uh, but and, and then on the other hand, we talk about guys that are already 
have been going up tremendously, Mason Rudolph. I mean, he's the latest in the quarterback Cinderella stories here, Carter. Mason Rudolph led Pittsburgh Steelers, strings three wins together, makes the playoffs. He's unlocking George Pickens. Najee Harris arguably has the best game of his season this past week. Uh, uh, granted, they're playing backups, <laughs> um, but uh, but still, the Steelers are in the playoffs. You know how massive that fan base is, and, and the Mason Rudolph cards were cheap, uh, but they have gone up over 100% in a lot of cases, and I, I think a portion of that is because they were so cheap, but I mean, this is a team that's scrappy, man. Can they go into Buffalo and beat the Bills here? And and should people sell those Mason Rudolph cards heading into this game? Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one other thing is it is it is confirmed that the Steelers will be without TJ Watt uh, in this game. That, that just broke. So obviously, Andy, we do it every year on the show. We give our Super Bowl predictions before the playoffs uh, begin. Andy, do, do, do is there anything that's just sticking out to you right now? Man, it's the storylines this year are so exciting. I mean, we had so much uncertainty even into Week 18. Like, I did not expect the Texans to actually make it into the playoffs. There was a tweet from the Jacksonville Jaguars account back on December 13th that they were putting playoff tickets on sale uh, and that just that tweet aged horribly. So to see the Texans emerge, I mean, it's such a cool story, such a cool story. So I'm, I'm really interested. Now the, the Browns took a week off, uh, you know, their starters. So I, I wonder if that's going to be detrimental and if they will lose any momentum with Joe Flacco, if he'll come out and kind of stutter and CJ Stroud just rolling, just rolling, man. And we saw Nico Collins' cards go up, spike like crazy Saturday night. So I still think that the Ravens right now are like the clear, especially after seeing John Harbaugh take down the college football championship. It, it might be like you know written in the in the in the stars that uh, the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl this year. But um, uh, or did I say did I get the Harbaugh's first names wrong? I was no, no, no. You're up. right, John. John. <laughs> John's with the Ravens. Jim is with uh, Michigan. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think John, you know, and, and then man, who's, who's going to take down like this, this NFC race with the Eagles kind of sliding, especially on defense has gotten super interesting. You still got to be bullish on the lions, but they lost Sam Laporta Saturday night. So maybe this is good for maybe that Jamison Williams gets even more involved, but Dallas is, is humming right now. The, the Rams, Matt Stafford, he's got nothing to lose. I mean, this is a, t a total shootout. If I if I had to call it right now, man, I feel like one of these wildcard teams is going to make it, but who's going to take down the juggernauts of San Fran and Baltimore? It's easy to sit here and say, yeah, it's going to be Baltimore and San Fran, but I feel like every year there's a wildcard team uh, that makes it all the way, and um, maybe the Chiefs get back there. Carter, I'm I'm really struggling to get a feel. I want to root for my Bucks, but I mean that would be the most unlikeliest of of heroes emerging out of the NFC. You know, getting getting through the the uh, the gauntlet. You know, just getting past the Eagles is going to be a miracle. Uh, but um, yeah, what what are you what are you feeling? All right, well, what's your prediction? What, what who are your? Nah, I gotta make one, don't I? I gotta make one. So. Uh, let, let's go. 
Yeah, let's go Lions. Let's go <laughs> Lions. Let's go Lions, man. Let's go. Let's go Lions. Uh, Texans. Oh my God! Dude, just please go jump into an erupting volcano full of electric eels. I mean, that's that's come come on now. We we can't we can't be Lions Texans. Really? That that is so. You're wearing your Lions blue today. I'm wearing the uh, Lions blue. Yep. Uh, yeah. Man. I I don't know. You know. I'm kind of I'm pulling uh pulling it out of my ass here, but. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lions Texans. I just think that the momentum that the Texans have right now, this could be the Cinderella story, and you could see the highest prices on a rookie quarterback you've ever seen in your life. That's true. Um, I, I'm gonna go Bills 49ers. I, I think Buffalo has proven themselves to be one of the best teams in the NFL. You look at uh, some of their losses, just absolute bad luck versus Philly, really bad luck versus the Broncos. Uh, I mean, the Bills, when Lady Luck is not tearing them apart, uh, they, they are the best team to me in the NFL, or at least in the AFC. The only thing I don't like about Buffalo is Sean McDermott. I, I think he's just one of the two or three worst coaches in this entire bracket. Um the way I see it, Andy, I, I do like the Browns beating the Texans. The script writers want a Browns versus Texans round two matchup. So if that's the case, the only way you can get that is if Buffalo and Kansas City wins. So uh, if, if, if you are a conspiracy believer, you know that the NFL wants the second round to be uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Kansas City Bills, right? Because that's mm-hmm. big, you know, rivalry with with Joe Burrow being out of it. So I, I have Bills and, and Ravens in the AFC uh, Championship game. Bills get it done. I do have um, chalk in the NFC as well. San Francisco and Dallas. Um, in the NFC Championship game, and I, I am going to go with San Francisco dominating the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, slaying them one final time uh, in the playoffs, or maybe many more times. So uh, I'm going to get a little chalky and 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 go uh, Bills 49ers in the Super Bowl, and I'm going with the Buffalo Bills getting it done this year in the playoffs. Um, and I'm drafting a lot of of Josh Allen teams uh, on mittens on underdog fantasy. So sign up now, use promo code quest. There you go. Bill there you 40- go guys. And Brock Purdy still is the most submitted uh, NFL player right now to PSA. I mean, it's not even, it's not even close, man. If you look at uh, his keep them data, I mean, right now, just in the past week, the guys had 1700, cards added to the PSA database in the past week. And the next closest one is CJ Stroud with 894. So people are quickly uh, submitting those CJ Strouds as well. We have Prism that uh, was just released. And I mean, monster, I mean, so many monster transactions went down uh, over the weekend, Carter. Um, And believe it or not, Trevor Lawrence is still the third most submitted guy in the past week to PSA. I don't know if people were still hoping He's made the playoffs or people are still just hanging their hat on his 
number one overall draft capital and, 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 you know, his high school college profile and all that stuff. But I mean, what a terrible finish for them to start out eight and five. And then the, the last six games go one and five to just totally flame out and, and miss the, and even miss the playoffs. I mean, that's crazy. Oof. With Mason Rudolph getting in, that is a bad sign. Um, and that's the crazy thing about the AFC, right? You had this stacked playoff field, and Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence, three of the biggest quarterbacks in the hobby, Andy, did not even freaking make the playoff. And, of course, uh, Joe and Justin in particular got hurted. Trevor Lawrence got banged up. Um but Andy, if you are one of those people uh, that have Herbert, uh, Burrow, and Lawrence cards, what would you do right now? Because it's not—I I check Joe Burrow's prices pretty often. I mean, you can't just go get him for cheap, cheap. I mean, it's not as high as it once was, but I mean, still to get a Burrow rookie ticket auto, you're 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 spending quite a bit. Yeah, you're you're still spending quite a bit. I mean, like we looked at the Jalen Hurts PSA ten for fifteen hundred, the Jordan Love for nine hundred. If you look at the Joe Burrow, I mean, those are still going for over two thousand. Uh, the the when with the the interesting thing is when I look at the um, uh, when I look at the Justin Herbert. So here's a Joe Burrow optic PSA nine that went for twelve fifty. So you know those uh, those PSA tens are going that that's actually not a bad deal on yeah. the SGC 95 or 910 but that was I back know. on December 13th uh but when you look at Justin Herbert now I think you have an opportunity here where a lot of people are starting to to get the fire sale on Justin Herbert man and um you could see some like this one's the variation so it's the short print plus it's PSA 10 2300 I mean that's down 50 50 percent or i guess 100 percent. i mean the old price on this the top price is probably closer to five grand you know right uh this this one's a psa 8 auto 10 on a base optic rookie ticket auto 765 his prices have gone down quite a bit and, it, and you know you don't have to go for a rookie ticket auto you could go for like the orange laser you know we, we've talked about this before but the um the chargers uniforms really look good in a lot of different parallels and we know that the golds and the rookie ticket autos and the more higher end stuff for these quarterbacks get super expensive. Um, but let's look at the 180 day. I mean, the the base prism. I mean, you can see they're now the Herbert under 100 bucks. That's very close to what it is for Jalen Hurts, and it's kind of it's kind of flatlined a little bit because I think that they actually got even lower. Yeah, look, I mean, look, there's a fifty dollar buy now on on. Um, last Friday. So people are starting to liquidate and fire sale. their Justin Herbert's a little bit more. I don't think they're doing that on burrow, but there may be a, a maybe a bit of that Carter, but this is generally yeah. the trend. You're getting a good discount, but it could get a little bit lower, man. Yeah. So you see the base prism PSA 10 is uh, that's both of them in the top left right there. Correct. Andy. Yeah. Let me zoom in here a little bit for you. And you see 116 compared to 77.36. That's pretty steep, uh, if 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 you ask me, between uh, the two of them. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is you see Herbert 
is comfortably under uh, even Jalen Hurts right now, which you would have never have thunk uh, just uh, just a few years ago. But yeah, I mean Herbert might be a good buy low opportunity because Andy, if the Chargers go get Jim Harbaugh, I mean Herbert's prices go back up pretty quickly. So um, just based on that Harbaugh name getting back into the NFL and the fact that Harbaugh just wins everywhere he goes, you know, wins, uh, gets two Super Bowls, wins national championships. Um, Herbert has consistently had bad coaching. And I, and trust me, I've been critical of Justin Herbert on here before, and I think he's overrated. But Brandon said it was terrible. Justin Herbert's coach, Mario Cristobal, is now known in college football, Andy, as one of the worst game managers. Um, so, look, Herbert's had to overcome bad coaching. We give him a guy like Jim Harbaugh. It might be all he needs to, to 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 get to that next level. That might be it, man. I would say I would love to see them also spend a, a their their first round pick on a good wide receiver, right? No, none of this Quentin Johnston stuff over here. <laughs> but like, let's let's actually draft a real alpha wide receiver that that can really step in on this team. And help Justin Herbert get to the new level. That and new coaching. All right, we're back in business. Malik Neighbors, watch out to to the Chargers. That would be absolutely insane. Uh, we appreciate Manny G with the super here. He says, "I pulled a Bronny James four out of five. Anybody want to buy?" Uh, well, uh, here's one thing I'll say about Bronny James. Probably no one here because it is a football card. Uh, channel, but here's what I would say, Manny G. Okay, there is a Bronny James in college football right now, and his name is Arch Manning. Where you have super famous athlete, super rich athlete already, um, with a super famous last name. We don't know if either can actually play or not, but their prices are going to be absolutely absurd. That's why the hype is what uh, controls everything, Andy. Hey, man, it, it really does. I mean, it's a lot more than just performance on the on the court or the field, whatever sports you're is playing. A lot of it's name recognition, you know, and if you can back that up with some decent play, you get that hype. You know, look at, uh, uh, look at young Shador Sanders and, and, you know, look at all the hype he quickly accumulated very quickly um and from a small division school uh, you know because of who his dad is so you know hey uh good luck selling the brawny james we really appreciate the super chat manny and thank you for contributing man all right it's time for hobby tip of the week andy uh yeah so Let's um. I want to like actually share this. You you share this, so I, I might actually be stealing your your thunder oh, wow. here. But Dang. I wanted to look at this grade report, right? Uh, I wanted to share this grade report with everybody here on the channel. Over 17 million items were graded across the four major graders in 2023, which is up 19 percent compared to 2022. So just seeing that number alone, Carter. Do you think the hobby has gotten bigger? I mean, an additional 19% raw, uh, raw cards graded from 2022. Do I think that's, that's, that's interesting. 
obviously, Andy, I think the hobby is about the same, right? I do think seeing these statistics where more cards were graded, is that entries from just this season or is that backlogs being cleared up? That's where, you know, I was kind of um, uh, kind of confused uh, there because it could be that they just always were backlogged and they got more items. You, you get what I'm saying, Andy? Yeah, I felt like the, the bulk of the backlog, though, uh, was in 2021. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so I feel I, like I, 2022, it, you know, was kind of that was cleared up and that was normalized in 2023. That I feel like this should be really good data. Yeah. Let me let me start by saying this. Will we ever see just absolutely crazy prices for things again? No. I mean, you just won't ever see some of the cartoonish stuff like a base Clyde ever to layer rated rookie going for 250 bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you'll, you'll never really see that now. And for those that don't know, that card is maybe a dollar uh, right now. You won't see Mac Jones types of things where his one of one immediately goes for a hundred K cash and still good luck to that kid that, that got it. But do I think it's grown? Hell yeah. I mean, like the national last year just seared in my brain that, there are a lot of people that really still do love sports cards. Have there been an, uh, an overall dip? Sure. But people still care and by people still putting in more cards to get graded, that lets me know that they care even more, right? They're, they're willing to put their money in and wait the long time for the card to get back. So Andy, I, I, I am optimistic about the, about these numbers. Yeah. And I'm really impressed to see that you have, uh, CGC actually kind of taking a step up here. Um, their overall market share last year, 10% compared to SGC at seven and Beck at four. And um, we know they're backed by the largest paper and coin grading companies in the world. So, and, and they, they tra uh, transformed, I guess you could say evolved their labels. They look a lot better now. Um, the plastic's fantastic. So to see them growing in market share is awesome. I do see their values growing. We'll we'll talk more about that later as well. Um, but yeah, I I see it growing, Carter. And then I'm looking at the gem rates. Gem rate for all cards graded in 2023. I'm assuming this is the rate of nines and tens because when they right. they because a gem mint is a ten and gem is a nine. So um, it's important to specify that. And then a gem for Beckett. Uh, should probably also be a nine when you think Carter. I think this is all, all nine rates across the board, like the yeah, rate of I, nines. I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. So nines are higher basically. Yes. Um, 43% at PSA. I mean, that's fair. It's not as much as I think it was in years past. So they've gotten a little bit more consistent maybe. And you definitely have some more sets like the 2021 prism. That was just atrocious you know, and, and just terrible issues out of the box. And so I think, um, you know, I think that's pretty, pretty fair across the board. Uh, so yeah, some really interesting Intel here from uh, gem rate baseball and hockey were the top growing sports. Wow. Hockey. People cared so much. So much hmm. about a sport where you can't even see the puck. 
they decided to submit their cards. Hockey in the in the year of 2024, there's all these different sports that are way better than hockey. The UFC is better than hockey. Golf's better than hockey. Fencing's better than hockey. Um, air hockey's better than hockey. And people still do it. I mean, what kind of what what kind of society is this? I'd rather watch lumberjack yeah. competition than hockey. I mean, chopping wood, baby. Now, uh, I, I I am really excited about that. One thing I, I will say, I was shocked to see baseball go up. Right. Um, baseball prospecting just sounds like the absolute most brutal thing. But I say that as two of my favorite LSU athletes of all time are like two of the best baseball prospects, Paul Skeens and, and Dylan Cruz. Um, but uh, that's not here nor there. Andy, my, my hobby tip of the week is uh, very, very simple. Uh, I, I shared it a little bit earlier, so I won't go into too much detail. It's also going to be my play of the week. But if you are able to get a playoff schedule and predict and see what time the games are, I'm a big believer in a seven-day auction with the auction time ending towards the end of a game, right? Um, it's worked for me. It's it's still a risk because a player could suck. He could get hurt. They could lose. Um but, you know, I wanted to do it with this Jameson Williams PSA 10 aqua blue. It's, this card is so beautiful. I'm not wanted to sell it. I'm not even a Jameson Williams fan. And, Andy, you were with me at the National, and I traded into um, this thing. And um, and I, I kind of wanted to end it on, on Sunday night, but I got lazy, and I was like, I don't want to go through all of it. And I'm regretting it because I, I know for sure he's going to go off uh, this 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 weekend. So there you go. Uh, Andy, before we get play of the week, I'll let you uh, take a few of these questions, including this one. Mr. T says, Jaden Daniels climbing the draft prediction ladder. Is he more CJ or Bryce Young next season? What's your prediction on that, Andy? Uh, yeah, Jaden uh, Daniels climbing the draft prediction ladder. Is he more CJ or Bryce next season? I can't I can't imagine that he's more Bryce because I feel like he can always rely on his legs. You know, Jane Jane's got that ability to rely on his legs if need be. So I would say if maybe if anything, you know, I don't know, Carter, like I haven't studied him enough in college. Does he have an issue with holding on to the ball too long? And I guess part of that could be um, due to play design. Like they were, you know, drawing up all those long uh, routes and elongated plays for Justin Fields. And they need to draw up a lot of like that Shane Steichen, like quick. Uh, out route slant route like you know you got one two reads and if it's not there you take off with your legs kind of thing uh that they did for Jalen Hurts back in 2021 so yeah it's um it's interesting but I think I think Jaden Daniels is not going to be like either one of those guys because CJ can actually hang in there and make those throws and those reads uh he was he's been very polished as a rookie and they gave him a lot of big boy type plays it wasn't uh, a lot of those you know type of RPO style plays. So um, depending on where he goes, right. And who's going to be the head coach of the the Falcons and who's going to be the quarterback there. You know, I think Jane Daniels could be very interesting. He could be more like Lamar or something when going back to 2018, when Lamar was a rookie, you know, um, I'm, I'm super, super interested to see where Jaden Daniel goes. And I, I think a lot of it could, 
could come down to who's his coach, you know? Right. I, I could see him go to the Giants at six. Obviously, the Falcons at eight. It's going to be hard to see him go past the Falcons at eight. Obviously, Andy, the, the, the big domino when it comes to where he's going to go, it's all going to come down to what Chicago wants to do at the top of the draft, right? Because, you, you know, Jaden's probably not going to go number one overall, but there's so many dominoes to fall after what the Bears are going to do. But I think Jaden's floor, Andy, is pick number 14 to the Saints. That's obviously where I want him to go. Um I do think if he gets to pick number 13 to the Raiders, he is for sure going to go there Um, because if Antonio Pierce is named the head coach, he's not passing up on Jaden Daniels as those two have a very strong relationship from their Arizona state days uh, together. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with, with, with where he goes. Andy, um, I, I do feel like it's important for me to ask you where you stand on the Justin Fields situation from a football card perspective. I still think he's a buy, man. I actually think the way they, they finished in week 18 is, is leading to the perfect opportunity right here um, throughout the playoffs to actually buy him. Because I, I think once we get into the free agency time period and some dominoes start to fall there in free agency – you know, like uh, where Kirk Cousins is, what's going to happen with Kirk, you know, what's going to happen with guys like Ryan Tannehill and stuff. You know, once some of those dominoes start falling, then the rumors are going to start heating up big time around what's going to happen with Jordan Love, or I mean, excuse me, Justin Fields, and we're going to be getting into draft time, you know, and combine. So I think ultimately, I think his prices could spike on draft night. It could be a package deal, um, worked up on draft night and it's a blockbuster move and ultimately see we see a nice spike there and then the the spike could um, extend through you know the beginning of September wherever he lands based on the coaching and the weapons around him uh, so I'm still a buyer right now Justin Fields I think this the way he finished leads to a nice um, extended dip if you will here in the next few weeks yeah, I, I think the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. I, I do. I mean, the NFL is such a whatever happened last type of business, and Justin Fields stunk it up in the final game. And um, what well, didn't stink, stink, stink it up. There's more to the game than just him. But uh, still, I, I, I think the Bears are actually going to draft Caleb Williams number one overall, uh, much to the chagrin of, of – uh, the locker room because they want Justin Fields to be their guy. I, I I will say this, Andy, the hobby really needs Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence to play well next season because you're like me. We don't like it when full sets of football cards are, are rendered meaningless, right? And the 2021 draft class, this is a quarterback-driven hobby. I understand that there were more great players in the 2021 class uh, outside of, of, of just um, the quarterbacks, obviously Jamar Chase being one of those guys, uh, Micah Parsons and so on and so on. Um, but Andy, but there's got to be a quarterback that plays well in that class because it'll, it'll tank the, the prices uh, of people holding on to that sealed wax. And I just hate it when entire quarterback draft classes just stink. 
And not to mention the PSA 10 hit rates were so low from the main products, optic prism, the rookie ticket auto uh, base set that from base contenders from 2021 terrible. Remember they had the trimming scandals and stuff because of how much uh, edge and corner issues there were. So they, they, they need those, those quarterbacks, those big time players. It can't, like you said, it can't just be a couple skill position guys. We know the quarterbacks really kind of get the most market share. Uh, it's kind of like PSA compared to the other grading companies. Like they get love, but not to the extent of the quarterbacks, you know, and, and their markets have grown. We've seen that this year when guys like uh, Puka and, and what CD Lamb and, and even Amon Ra have been doing lately. Um, but, but yeah, man, in 2021 product, like I said, just the, the PSA 10 hit rate so bad. So it's gotta be, there's gotta be some quarterbacks that hang in there. Uh, but it, it's not going to be McCorkle. I uh, think it's pretty safe to say it's not going to be McCorkle. Also some other breaking news, Andy, pretty big name coach just got fired. Are you, can you, do you want to guess who? Is it McCorkle's coach? No. Now, now that would be the biggest. Your phone yeah. would be going crazy. It would be one they, of those uh, lot of those missing person alerts or something. Well, I will tell you this: this guy that just got fired would be very likely to replace Belichick if he were to get fired. Mike Vrabel and the on the on the Titans. Wow, the can, bro. He was uh, he was coach of the year. Just um, uh, not twenty twenty two. Two right, twenty twenty one, I think. Yeah, I remember he beat Lamar, and then Lamar beat him in the yeah. playoffs. So oh, Vrabel wow. gets Vrabel gets the can, bro. So you know they're going to make changes there. They're probably going to make a change. They're going to move on from Tannehill because they have a choice between Levis or potentially draft another quarterback at seven. They're going to move on from Derrick Henry. So this is this is wheels up for our boy Tajay in in uh, in 2024. Oh man, yeah. It, obviously, you know the Titans are going to go get an offensive minded coach now. Um, I doubt. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I doubt that they go get another defensive minded coach. So, pretty big news. I mean, Vrabel was a well-respected head coach. I do think he gets another head coaching job. I do. Um, but then again, Vrabel, where this really fell apart, Andy, was the the Traylon Burks deal, right? You know, where they mm. got rid of A.J. Brown and they brought in Traylon Burks, who, who was just stunk. I mean, we were wrong on that. Actually, I take blame for that. Traylon Burks just stinks. Uh, but we were right about Ty J. Um, God, dude, it's, it's, it sucks and sucks for, sucks for Brable, but I, I think he'll, I think he'll get another job. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And uh, he's one of those guys, K, our, our guy, Kate on Salters is calling him to the Pats. That would, yeah. that would kind of fit their MO up there, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he, he's a, a Patriot goat, man. Uh, I, I think, I think that's, Think, I think that's where it's going to go, but we shall see. It's out of vacancies time. to fill. So, yeah, it's true. To interrupt you. A lot of um, um, commanders, Falcons, Titans, Panthers, Raiders, and Chargers. I think Antonio Pierce gets that Raiders job, but uh, Chargers, another hole. <laughs> mm. 
It's now time for play of the week. Andy? Uh, so so there's two options, right? You can try and make plays on guys in the playoffs or you're, go, you're, you're buying to try and flip in free agency um, or potentially draft hype cycle. So I think those that's the biggest question, and I think you got to ask yourself that. How uh, much risk do you want to take on? Like, obviously, if you're trying to flip right now in the playoffs, it's it's going to be a lot riskier, right? Because it could not work out. You cannot get the game you want. So you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, price is still very low, still very low, man. And you could maybe make a play, and if he beats the Eagles – now all of a sudden prices go up a lot more, you know, if they advance the divisional round. So at the same token, I got I think you got to ask yourself, is he gonna be a starter next year? Well, he's hitting free agency. Um, chances are he could re-sign with a new team, he could re-sign with the Bucks. I think either way, he's in as a starter at this point after the season yeah. that he's had. No. No, yeah, you got. I think you got to run it back with Baker. I do, unless something just falls in your lap. So, so we got to run it back with Baker. So now, all of a sudden, we got another season as starter, which is an, is a whole off season of building up hype. And then you go and you look and and you look at the finishes, man. You look at the amount of production. So we're st- we're we're strictly talking um, fantasy correlated directly with the NFL football card market. And when you do that and you understand that these people that um, rise up a lot in uh, average draft position from one year to the next, they go up in football card value because they're going to be hyped up. They're going to be talked about in all these circles heading into September. So for that reason alone, uh, I think you I think you can kind of, you know, you kill two birds with one stone. You can you can buy a card, give yourself hope for the playoffs with Baker you can also give yourself hope for this next September. And you stack them with a guy like Mike Evans, who's also hitting free agency this offseason, who I don't think will be able to keep because the contract negotiations stalled out before the season started. And um, I think maybe he could land with a team like the Chiefs. You know, uh, He could land with a, with a contender to get uh, um, another ring next year. He's probably only got a couple of years left. So... I love making stack plays. I think it um, increases your upside, kind of limits your downsides. You're diversified a little bit. Uh, and and then you've got multiple outs uh, in the future, playoffs, free agency, and then September next year. So that's it. I go with my home guys, but um, I think it's, I think it makes a lot of sense as I've just, uh, you know, thought it out loud here with you guys. Yeah. Sometimes Andy for my play of the week is not knowing when to buy, it's when to sell. I would look to sell players that you have high amount of skepticism of them being back where they are this next year. So one team I am looking at is Pittsburgh Steelers. And one guy that has been really hot, who I'm just not in love, love with as a player, is George Pickens. Um, this is the time to look to move some of your Pickens cards, right? We know pretty certain that he is going to be with the Steelers next year, right? Would, would you expect him to, to, oh, yeah. to be? Okay. 
terrible quarterback situation, really hard division with Joe Burrow coming back healthy next year. Browns, I still think, will be really good. So, And the Ravens are the Ravens. I would look to move George Pickens because he has been hot. I mean, he has been unconsciously good. And I think you could see a shootout kind of game this weekend in Buffalo um, because there's no TJ Watt. You know, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of both teams' pass rush going in to this weekend. So um, George Pickens, he could go nuclear again. I would look to move his stuff. And, you know, I, I looked this morning. Um, rookie ticket autos for him are going in the 62 dollar region 51 dollar region so not too too high or not too too low so i could totally see if you've bought a lot of his stuff you want to hold on to it for for longer than that but man i i just don't like the steelers that much going um um and and as steve points out the time to move pickets was before uh the season right Mm -hmm. so he'll have a preseason hype cycle going into next season I, I'm just not a huge believer in him moving forward. Yeah, he finished as the wide receiver 28 overall. So in that Jacoby Myers, Chris Godwin type range, um, which is not bad. I mean, Justin Jefferson finished there, but he missed uh, uh, eight games due to injury and, and lost Kirk Cousins for the season. So we're gonna, we got to let him slide, especially after he fi- how he finished his season on a good note. You know, I, I do think that Pickens, he'll be fine, but I don't think he'll ever be as as hot as he was his rookie year, uh, unless it, Pittsburgh really revolutionizes things at the quarterback position and just the way they run the offense in general and everything. Um, All right, in the chat, really quickly before we skedaddle, give us your Super Bowl predictions. Caden Salter has... The Amari Cooper led Browns going up against the Rams, and he has a Browns Rams Super Bowl. Browns Rams, that's interesting. Uh, Brown Browns in the Super Bowl would be cool. It would be cool to see them break the curse with uh, with thirty eight year old Joe Flacco. I will tell you this: the Browns have the second best roster in this playoff. I I really do think so. I would I would say the 49ers have the best roster. Browns have the second best roster. It's either them or, or Dallas from top to bottom. Browns are freaking stacked. I said that before the season, man. If Deshaun just gave them decent QB play, you knew it was going to be fire. So and, and think about the script, right? Again, the script again, right? Can is there a situation where the Browns can face off the Ravens? And, like Joe Flacco going back to where it all started? Like, I mean, this is crazy. The AFC wants that so bad. They want um they really, really, really want Chiefs Bills second round, Browns, Ravens second round. That would be the most heavily anticipated mm. AFC championship or AFC semifinal uh, weekend. Uh, that would be absolutely insane. But also CJ Stroud with Houston, one of the biggest media markets in the country. If we get CJ Stroud versus Lamar, that would be pretty big as well. 
the only thing the NFL doesn't want is the Steelers, even though they're the biggest one of the biggest brands. Nobody wants to see Mason Rudolph. But unlike college football, they still let you get into the playoff with your backup quarterback, Andy, or in this case, your third string quarterback. So Rudolph's going to let it rip, man. Uh, So get those George Pickens auctions going, end them at halftime or third quarter, man, because Rudolph is going to let it rip. So let's see. Mr. T is going. Oh, Mr. T is going San Francisco winning it all. You're not allowed to say that as a Seahawks fan. But, <laughs> but then again, Mr. T, I felt bad for your Washington Huskies last night. I was pulling for him. Um, Michael Penix lost himself some money last night. Mm. Mm. Didn't, did not look good really at all. But then again, he was getting hammered uh, behind that offensive line. Um Dave says the Texans have no chance. Well, I, I, I'm not asking who won't make it. I'm asking Andy who will win the Super Bowl, who will go to the Super Bowl. Steve is um, agreeing with me. Bills 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Steve Steve was agreeing with you. Yeah, earlier. Yeah, he he's really liking the, the Buffalo um, – yeah, sorry, Carter. I was looking at uh, trying to keep up with the comments over here in the chat. Dave's Buffalo going. Sam Fran. Uh, Kadon uh, said Penix looked like the lights got to him. Uh, or- Oren thinks that the Texans are going to beat the Browns because they're the Browns. Yeah, but the Texans are the Texans too. So you just got two franchises that have just stumbled upon loaded rosters and uh, that they're, they're, they're here. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Andy, I want, I want, I want you to show the world, uh, your armpit, man. You're getting a workout in before. And let's see that, that left pit. Let's see it. Well, Look at that. Oh, that's not that bad. That's just, you, no, no I, you're working out. I'm not working out. So you were getting a workout <laughs> before we, we fired up this show. Uh, yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Gotta, well, I, I gotta get yep. on your level. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, stay tuned. Maybe talking a little bit about that tonight. Got the comeback card investor uh, making a comeback, uh, coming back to um, talk some sports and cards with me and and live tonight on the channel live at nine p.m. Eastern. So you guys, Wait, who's, who's the comeback card collector? Uh, my buddy Brad. He's actually Brad. Okay, yeah, got yeah. me got me into the modern day hobby. The whole reason why I'm in am am. On this YouTube channel right now is because of him. He got it all started. Well, we'll see you guys tonight. Peace out. All right. See you guys there. Peace.